Prezi, Prezi in the house. Okay. Unfortunately, my microphone's behind it. Last night when we were practicing, I kept going like this so that I could talk. Mike? We have to remind her to get out of the back of the presentation. Okay. So, yeah. Um, welcome to She Podcasts on Fire. <laughs> we're your hosts, Jessica and... No. um. Um, um, Elsie, can you just, can you take over for a second? I just have to send this quick email. Yeah. All right. So three mistakes right there, people. Number one, please don't name your show on fire just because, or which actually expands even more to please don't copy somebody else's show because, or, or a variation on the name because you think it's really cool and that's the same way that yours is. Please don't do that. Um, the other thing, she moved away from the mic. We oftentimes get very excited and then move all the way over here and then we're doing this and we don't realize you have to be on mic to get very good levels for your end product. You must be engaged. And lastly, she's going to take care of an email most of the time. I, I get it. One of the things with Jess is that I get an opportunity to see her and I cannot tell you how many different times I'm just like, Jess, Jess, pay attention. <laughs> pay attention. I mean, <laughs> listen, I'm very busy and important. That's right. Um, but people can hear you typing, just so you know. You're not fooling anyone. And yeah, she can see me typing, actually. But normally it's because she, I mean, to be fair, you're talking about something that I can't speak on. Right, I I understand. So but I, they can, I, I get the editor it. can hear you, though, which is which sucks. So yeah, it's better to so. not do that. All right, so let's get started with the opening ones here. Let's see how do we start moving right along. Okay. Oopsies. So yeah, be mindful of your microphone. I am really hiding. Our, our hold on. Be mindful of your microphone. Be mindful of your listener. I'm doing it now. We're recording this for our show this week, and I'm moving the mic, like specifically not supposed to be doing that. This is not actually me being funny. I, I just have to redo it. <laughs> Mind you, this actually gives the other, the other one of the tips that we're going to be giving. You need to test things out before you actually record, and this is what we are showing you that is not happening. So part of the deal when you do your show is that you have to pretend as if it's actually happening even though nothing is happening to know the right placement. Yes, tech is tricky. Uh, tech so is tricky. don't do anything that will mess with it. Don't fidget. Don't chew ice. Don't talk and look out the window. Don't chew anything. All things that I've been asked not to do lots of times and make sure you have water or something to drink on your desk because if god forbid you do get something caught in your throat you will you you know it's not good to have to get up and go get something also checking your connection if you're a person with more than one wi-fi network which i am oftentimes I, you know one of them will be better than the other that day and i haven't made sure that i've looked to make sure and also choosing the right microphone so the difference between the one that you want to record or your headphones or the computer like right now there's three in play and if the right one isn't chosen it'll sound so terrible you have to to add that on a little bit just think about whenever you choose your microphone that there are certain apps that use separate microphones there are times when you can definitely set your computer 
to take on the specific microphone that you want it to use. But there are times when that gets a little bit glitchy depending upon what software you're using. So be extra crazy about checking it. So right now we are on Zoom. And so I get a chance to go check on Zoom if it's picked there, even though we're also recording on another uh, external like so- piece of software that's capturing our audio, we also need to make sure that that piece of software also has this mic picked. And it's every single time because I guarantee you when it really matters, when you're like, oh, everything's okay, you're going to find out that one interview, that one conversation, that one amazing show, you didn't pick the right mic and you'll be sad. <laughs> Very, very sad. Um, No, yeah, those things are super important. You know what? I just realized also we forgot to introduce ourselves completely. Oh, my gosh. So for those of you who don't know us, you should. Um, (laughs) We are the co-founders of She Podcasts. I am Jessica Kupferman. This is Elsie Escobar, who was on earlier. We co-founded She Podcasts in 2014, mostly to have a safe space to ask questions where we wouldn't feel we were asking stupid questions or get answers from people that might think we're stupid. I guess that's the, you had a very nice description earlier, which was, you know, we just needed a, I forget what you said, but it was perfect. We just needed a place to hang where we would feel safe to ask the questions that we needed to ask and not feel like, Yeah, I I think part of it is that I felt dumb or stupid about asking or and tell like I should know these things and or that you'll be looked down upon for not knowing those things when really you just started Mm -hmm. and also for me it was like getting technical answers to questions that I didn't feel needed technical answers there was like probably a simple solution for people who weren't trying to be like the next you know Adam Curry that we shouldn't (laughs) all have to aspire to be that so that's why. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm Jess. This is Elsie. And this um, is kind of our show. This, this is, is sort of show. what we do every single time we're on, which it's kind of, yes. But our- we are going to address all of these mistakes. So we've, you've yeah, already seen us. On. Well, the, mar- the mics are not on. Possibly chewing gum, chewing ice. Not a good thing. Everything's on your, any, everything is being recorded. Messing around with hair and earrings. Talking while turning away from your microphone, making sure that you're definitely on there and not having water. And so in part, like you, when you were talking about the water thing, Jess, I'm a fan of having something with a lid on it. Oh, yes. Because you can spill your water while you are recording. So having something with a lid has been really great for me because I'm such a klutz myself. Um, and... The other thing is that you have to make sure that you make uh, you 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 use the mute button. So the mistake would be not using your mute button as much as you can when somebody else is talking or you're drinking because this thing happens. Watch, Jess. Did you hear that? Yes. So the pop goes. I mute myself when I open my bottle every single time i know it's annoying but i don't want that noise on the recording so be aware of noise um so here are the things that we identified for getting started and and you'll notice my presentation goes like this we will tell you the mistakes 
what's here on the presentation is the advice. So I didn't want it to seem as if we were only, as I said, we were only complaining. So I wanted to give the advice um, here so that you would have some takeaways besides just don't do it. Justin and Elsie talk about. Um, so too many times we see people uh, have problems getting started. So for example, you find one guru who teaches you how to do everything and then you mimic everything they do. Um, as in your show is just like theirs, your branding is just like theirs, your approach is just like theirs, the way you interview is just like theirs. And it kind of sets you up for disaster um, because you're not them and they're not you. And you have to do something that's you, not them. So um, that is a huge mistake. Make sure that you're doing a show that reflects you and your brand and your expertise. Um, Elsie, do you want to take the next one? Sure. Absolutely making sure that you're not getting into podcasting for the money only, unless for some reason it's already some kind of cash cow that you have going on in there that has uh, expand, you know, the development of the show has already happened. Because for most, I would say maybe for 10% or less of podcasters, you aren't going to make money. And the money that you do make is going to be um, minimal. Uh, possibly possibly paying for your hosting for your podcast, possibly paying for a nice microphone, um, possibly paying for, um, I, I don't know, we've, you know, anything from like 200 to $300 a month, which is a nice little bit of money, but it's not the kind of money where you're going to quit a job or be able to support your family doing. Um, that is really super important for you not to do. And focusing on how your show will make money before you launch is uh, not really a good idea because you don't really know what your audience is, right, Jess? Absolutely. Absolutely. You could not, you should not be asking how your show is going to make money before or right after you started it. Um, getting into it for the money is a bit of a joke. It's kind of an inside joke. Like you don't, you don't get into podcasting for the money. It, you may get money eventually, um, but it takes right. a crazy amount of work. Um, Focusing on how your show is going to make money before launch is ridiculous. You have no idea how it's going to make money or where it will end up. You can think you have an idea, but podcasting is one of those things where the more you try to control it, the more it kind of runs away from you. So um, another thing, starting more than one podcast at a time and or doing too many shows with no team. I, and this could be too many episodes or too many podcasts, but... You know, it's great if you want to start a network. And Actually, this kind of goes with another one, starting a network before you even launch a show. If you don't know what it takes to keep one show up consistently, you are getting in way over your head into the water. Um, because, I mean, at least in my opinion, in order to do something correctly, aka you're doing the marketing properly, you're doing the content properly, you're doing the follow-up property with your guests, um, that's a lot of work. And if you do three shows a week or five shows a week, or if you're doing two different shows, you will do nothing else ever but those shows. Um, so, yeah. So just one thing at a time, ease in, dip your toe in the water, then the knees, then the hips. 
Know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, but you, you know, and I think that this might uh, talk with our audience here because what we're we are telling you, independent podcasters, what tends to be mistakes that we see where people learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. We are not at this moment talking to, let's say, Sony Studios on what well, their podcast strategy is going to be on and they have a very specific reason as to why they're getting in they have like all this talent going on they have all the funding so we wouldn't be selling this to maybe apple Podcasts or the apple podcast team that's deciding to do this stuff um we're telling you the person that at this moment maybe has a little bit of support but you have to and not but not too much and i can tell you now doing this for 14 years that it is it is tedious labor it is tedious labor, and there comes a point when you are going to have to hand things off so that you can keep the joy in your heart to continue to come behind the mic, oh. because if not, you will quit. Um, and yeah, it's too, it's too much. And also, obsessing over directories. So once you start to, when you launch the show... Being able to you get so wound up on being in all the places and if something goes wrong with the directories, then your life is 100% over. Um, I think maybe the mistake, Jess, is that podcasters think that within a 24 to 48 hour time frame, they, it would make or break a podcast. Like they will absolutely be a failure. Yes. In 48 hours, if they don't see their show on Apple Podcasts, they will lose all their audience and they will never, ever recuperate. I would love to say there's no crying in podcasting, but I know there is a lot of crying. But I think the idea, and I used to say this when I was a web designer too, that there's no crying in web design, is that it always feels so much more emergent than it actually is. All the things that people agonize over. What's the right day to release your show? Why does it matter? They listen when they want. You could release it at 3 a.m. on a Friday night. It's not going to matter. So, um, you know, or or if you lose, I mean, if you lose part of an interview, okay, yes, cry. You can cry about that. But when it's going to go... press record, you can cry over I mean, that's the problem, for sure. But crying about... Um, where you are on the podcast, Apple podcast ranking, crying about not seeing any sponsors after your first four shows, crying about, yeah, like it not being taken as of yet. Like these are all things that are naturally just going to happen. So taking a relaxed approach is usually nice. Um, what else do we have in here? Obsessing over the your stats. Session. Let's talk about stats. Yes. The so- stats. The stats obsession. I think that one of the things that I noticed, especially when COVID-19 started to hit and everybody started to go into lockdown was on that, especially that first March, everybody's like, did anybody see their downloads go down? Yeah. How can we change? How can we get make that better? How can we get that audience back? And it's one of those things where you're just like, listen, we're just right now getting our own lives into gear in August. Yep. Just to understand barely. what we, we barely some of us. So how do you expect the audience to behave exactly the same way that they have before? It's really not going to happen. Um what I offered people to do is to let go of even noticing the stats and just keep doing their content. 
because now you can look back and you can actually see, did it really matter that you were so sad about your numbers going down in March, now in August? Because you'll see the difference when you look back at your history that there isn't that, it's not that big of a deal. It all ends up being perfectly okay. Um, and if I were to give you a stat, I would say for you to concentrate on growing your, your, your podcast downloads per episode per month at 0.3% from month to month. That's it. You know, 0.3%. There's something else I just realized that isn't part of the presentation, but that I think is important. And that is that, you know, obsessing over stats, obsessing over how much money you're going to make in podcasting, you know, are when you have a problem, and I mean, this is not you specifically, but all right, I'll just say when I have a problem, I find that it's easiest to focus on the things I can control. And if you can completely block out the things that you cannot control, what can I control? How much marketing I'm doing, whether my show is good, what channels am I on? Am I being, you know, Am I being persuasive to get people to listen? Am I on other podcasts? Am I marketing myself properly? Do I have an email list? Those are all things I can control. When people listen, how often they listen, how a pandemic will affect how they listen, when I'll get money, when my sponsors will come. I can't, I can't control any of that. None of that is, are things that you can control. And until you just focus on the things you can control, you will never be happy as a podcaster. Mark my words. And I'm being, I'm, mark my words. Like, <laughs> that's behind the thing. Mark my words on the side. Mark my that's words. right. Mark my words, even though I'm not left-handed. Um, okay. So, oh, this is a good one. Yes. Only asking for advice that you want to hear. Because there is a lot of with us. the person who's giving you advice. Let's just put those together. Right. right. Exactly. Because podcasting breaks a lot of rules. And some of us are really open to that. Some of us are very open to to being in a position of creativity and we can try and test all these things and I don't care what anybody says and you just do what you want to do. There's that aspect. But then there's also the aspect that I have seen with a lot of uh, beginner podcasters that are putting a framework from another vertical, let's say a business plan or um, uh, the way that you would pursue uh, advertising in TV shows. And a lot of that information is informative to the podcasting space. But in fact, you can always find the majority of people breaking all of these models. So when we give you advice, we're often giving you advice based on what we have historically seen in the space that is not working. So we want to avoid you making the same mistakes, but it feels to me sometimes when like they don't want to take it. Oh my God, you're being so nice right now. It's making me Am sick I? to my stomach. Um, you're being so political and nice. Here's the deal. You ask someone for advice. They tell you. We have told clients. Dave Jackson has told clients. Every podcasting consultant I know has told people that if you focus on money at first, you will be finished in six months at the latest because you have got to focus on having good content and marketing your show and getting it out there first. If you don't want to hear that, if you insist that you can do a show seven days a week with no VA and nobody helping you and have a full-time job, 
don't ask for the advice. Just don't ask. If you're convinced, but you want to hear someone reassure you, what's the point? You're convinced. If you want advice, please take the advice. It will make you better. It will make your all everything else he just said was like such niceties, Elsie. Such niceties, but the truth, and it's not even that it annoys me. It does annoy me. It annoys all of us. Not going to lie. We are all annoyed by at least one person that has done this to us. But the point is, save yourself the trouble. Just don't ask for advice. And that's that's actually true with everything. If you already know you look good in red lipstick, don't ask if it looks good. Right? Just wear the red lipstick and just do your thing and own up. Yeah, that's right. Stand, yeah. It's not don't even ask about, for advice and do what you want. Yeah, it's Just not don't. even about being stupid. Don't. It's really about if you already know what's up, don't ask. Um, you know, actually, I don't see a lot of chit chat um, going on in either places. So I, here's what I want. If we come across something that you've done, you know, I'd like you to say so. This has been so far the micro our, our micro concert has been a place where we've been able to admit our mistakes, admit when we at least me. I've done a lot of apologizing so far today, but I'm used to it. Um we can admit the things that we've done wrong or the places where we may have been um, misguided at the start. So if we come across something that you feel you've done, just say so. This will be a judgment-free space. We will commiserate with you. Every single one of these things is done because people are trying to be good. There's nothing wrong with that. And I mean, we probably sound like we're being judgy. We're not. We're actually, oddly, trying to be helpful by pointing these things out. <laughs> And we also, you have to, to remember that most of these things we did ourselves. Yes. And we failed. Yes. So if you. Miserably. Could, yes. So I mean. Many times. I, we won't go over the ones that are there so far. But if you just hear something, you're like, oops, that's me. Just tell us because we want to know that it's not just us. Right. Exactly. Um, one of the things that we. I mean, all of these things kind of focus on like the getting started things kind of focus a lot on getting ahead of yourself. And and one big way people get ahead of themselves is joining a network before researching them fully, because there are a lot of podcast networks that want they see you as somebody who has good content and they invite you to join a network. It costs you X amount of money per month and therefore you'll get all this traffic and, and advertising and blah, blah, blah. But what a lot of podcasters fail to do, unfortunately, is look at what kind of traffic they're already getting. So you can look at their social. If their social is less than yours, what are they bringing to the table? You can look on, oddly, it's called Alexa also, the Alexa website, not Amazon Alexa, but it's a site that that will show you, you know, the realm of the amount of traffic a website is getting, any website. Look at their website numbers. Are they getting less traffic than you? Are they getting more than a thousand visitors a month? If the answer is no, what are they bringing to the table? And people think, oh, this will be easy because they'll advertise and I won't have to do it. Or we have other shows on there um, and therefore I'll get all the benefit of their traffic. Well, they're having the same problem because unless they're famous, the network owners are usually counting on you to bring the traffic. That's why you... And you're paying to do so. It makes no sense. So so definitely, I'm not saying that all networks are like this, but many of them are like this. And so you really, 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 really need to research the networks. And if you have any doubts, just call me and I'll research it for you and tell you if it's good or not. Because there are so many out there that are not. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah, trying to be famous 
harder to be famous and well-known than to do a good show. The content is really important. Thinking it'll be easy. We've already discussed that. It's not going to be easy. And continuing to do a show when you're over it, especially, I mean, first of all, if you're focusing on being famous and, and being, um, and being, you know, and being super successful, you will think any success is small because you're not my favorite murder. And diminishing your show right. is small. It's so it's so demotivating. I mean, when you think about it, if yeah. you have some people are like, but I only have 250 listeners. I mean, I always say, like, if you invited those people to lunch, it would be a very expensive lunch. That's a lot of people. I mean, it's not nobody. It's just is less than 18,000. But there's very few podcasts that get that. So don't diminish your show. Don't, you know, don't keep, just keep your eye on the prize and and work hard and it'll be great. And, you know, and then the ending part here is like, if you're over it and you don't like doing this show, please stop. Please stop. Yep. And there are two things to follow up to what Jess was saying in terms of if you want to be famous or you start a podcast or whatever. The other, the the opposite is true as well. If you are famous, because maybe you're watching us right now, famous celebrity, getting <laughs> Hi, a podcast. Hi. Hey. If you are, you're not going to immediately be famous as a podcaster. Right. Like that doesn't, it doesn't happen. There's been a lot of celebrities that have started shows and have kind of failed in the terms that they are, their expectations of a lot of downloads, right? It's, it is not, it doesn't happen. It doesn't commute. There's, there's a lot more things that go on with the shows and in terms of, continuing to do your show when you're over it, we do get attached to the things that we do every day. Sometimes, now Jess and I have been doing this for how long? Since 2014. Yeah. We've been getting together and podcasting together since 2014, which is a very long time. That said, though, the show itself, our show, She Podcast, I feel that the reason it keeps going is because it grows with us and our content actually morphs with who we are now. Can you imagine, Jess, if we would have stuck to a specific way, a specific template in how we started the show at the beginning and we had to stick to how and why we started the show. Yeah, it's ridiculous. In 2014. But actually, that's laughable like, because I love changing things up. That would never happen right. to me anyway. Exactly. Well, well yeah, but, but yeah. we're different people. Yeah. I mean, it's been it's been so long. Yeah, it has. There's Crazy. no way we could be that same person that we were before. True. We don't even care about some of the same things anymore that we used to care about. And now we have other things that we're focusing on. So you either have to move on and continue the show and have it be evolving or you're going to have to give it up. All right. We're having some really good chat happening now and I can't wait to get oh, to it at the great. end. But I'm not going to okay. I'm not going to go into it now because branding, branding. Let's I'm, get to I'm some realizing branding. Yeah, we, we have a half branding? hour to deliver the rest and do questions. So let's I'm going to do all the branding at once. And then if you okay, want, we can do if you want, we can do the best practices last what do you think? Is that okay? We'll just do. Yeah, we'll do the best practices Cause last because I want to do the tech. I'll do all you the You do tech. all the tech. Okay. Branding. You do the branding. And I'm just going to run through them. If it's something you've done, feel free to raise your hand for funsies or just say, oops, that was me. I won't call on you or anything. Um, okay. Branding. Don't name your show something common like she podcasts or the Hey, hold feed. on before. What? Are you going to change your thing? Oh. Because it still says yes. getting started and you have a nice presentation of fun other things to show right. too. I'm so sorry. Branding. There we go. Okay. Look at that. Branding. I know. 
I learned Prezi and then made this Prezi within 24 hours. <laughs> I've never used it before, so pardon me. Um, I'm impressed with that, though. Okay. Don't name your show something common. It's not women's podcast or the podcast about business. Do not do that because if you Google your show, you will never, ever find it. And speaking of that, please Google your show title before committing to it. Um, our friend of ours, who's a podcast consultant, was telling us that um, they were very, she, they had a client who was very, very excited to start a show called She Podcasts. And he was like, I don't revise that you do that because I'm pretty sure they send out cease and desist letters. We do. Um, search for the name of the show. Search for it, not just in Google, but in Podchaser or Listen Notes. Search for it in a couple different um, podcast. What are they called, Elsie? That you the things directories? The, the, no, the apps. Yeah, podcast apps. Yeah, the apps that are serving up podcasts or whatever, listening yeah. apps, Overcast, whatever. Um, Google your show in there. See what else is coming up. What kind of um, competition you have for the for the show name that you have. And make sure that it's not something that has a million shows already. You want it to stand out. Um, also, it's going to be hard to do a show about three different topics. And you should choose one, maybe two. But I had a client once that wanted to do an inspirational show for women, but also had this vast amount of knowledge on travel. Actually, I've had two clients with this. Um one was doing a women's show. One was doing a sports show. But she also knew how to get all these discounts from travel. And there was absolutely no way I could find to marry the two together. I mean, not that they don't go together. Being a mom and, you know, traveling to get away from your children is usually a good idea. But like it was really in my head, it was very hard for me to brand one as both. So unless it's sort of synergistic, do one show about one thing. It'll make your life a lot easier. Um, don't agonize about putting your headshot on the cover. Um, if you if you want a rule of thumb, the rule of thumb is unless everyone knows your face, don't bother. Because they're not going to press play based on your face unless you have one of those faces. And you might. But the chances are better if you could just get cover art. Remember, it's going to be this big when people are looking at it. So make sure it stands out. The font, the title, that's more important than on the cover. Um, and lastly... Don't be so obsessed with branding that you forget what the show is about because you want it to be yes. specific or you need it to be perfect or you need a perfect logo. That's much less important than your content. Um, now on to the tech. I did that Can in I like add, three minutes. You did amazing. Let me just follow up on that sometimes because okay. I this has been a, a really weird disconnect sometimes when I see somebody's podcast branding that is meticulous, beautiful. I'm impressed. I, I'm like, wow, I want to listen. And then when I listen, the quality, the audio, the way that it sounds is just not the same. So it's your, you got to care as much as you care about your branding, even more about the quality of the show. It has to match up. There's, it is very disconcerting when you've got wonderful branding and you open it up. It's kind of like going to a lovely, beautifully designed outside of the house. And then you walk <laughs> in and you're like, oh, my God. That's it's like painting your here. outhouse so that it looks like the uh, Eiffel Tower. <laughs> you're still going to go inside and not see that. You come in and you're like, oh, my God. What? Anyway, so now let's do the tech, technology, tech. the tech stuff. Oh, wait, wait. I got to move my thing here. You're going to do the little Prezi thing. And zip. Yeah, yeah. 
So zippity one of the doodah. Ooh, look at that. All right, so this she actually has that zeroed in there, but we're going to actually really just talk about before you start to record. Please don't ignore error messages. Yes. Error messages are there for you to pay attention to them. So if you're having an error message before you record, you've got to fix that. If it's a recording that you're doing, you must fix that. Something is going to be wrong with your show and 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 as much as we love our editors and there are some incredible editors out there, they can't fix crappy audio. Or no audio, which has happened to me. Or no Quick audio. time will just yes, go, correct. oops, never mind, in the middle. And there have been times when I haven't looked to see like what it wants, and then half my, half my recording's gone. Correct. So not addressing technical issues when you have them, particularly if you're getting, if you, if you hear sounds in your ears, like what's that clicking noise? What is that sound? You can, you can troubleshoot. You have to troubleshoot before you record. Remember, this is an audio. It's an audio thing. So if somebody else is listening, they're going to hear all those noises that may or may not be able to be taken out. So that's that. Now, not encoding your show properly. You have to understand that you got to under, you have to know that there's a lot of people that are going to be downloading your show and they cannot be wave files, raw files, AIFF files that are really large files, sometimes over 500 megabytes each, which actually takes a ton of time to download. And upload. You can't do that. There is certain encoding that is really important for podcasters. Generally, it's an MP3. And there are some specs that really help you get those file sizes small so that it's actually more accessible to a lot more people. Fidelity is not quite as important in podcasting. Yes, you need to have great audio. But you have to understand a lot of people are wearing these headphones and they're outside. Well, in back in the day... <laughs> They used to be outside. <laughs> they used to be doing things when there was loud stuff happening around. <laughs> and so it don't do that. Um, also, thinking that you're going to submit your show to Apple and be live the next day, that's not going to happen. It, I can tell you now it's not going to happen. So if you're going to launch your show September 15th, my suggestion for you is to submit your RSS feed fully filled out to Apple Podcast on August 15th. Give yourself a month ahead of time so that it all happens in the back end so that you can do a very strong launch by September 15th. If you try to do it the night before, it's not going to happen and you're going to be very, very sad. Not validating your RSS feed goes along with that, meaning you have to go to something like Cast Feed Validator um, and you can validate your feed. It actually tells you if there's errors that are coming up. You need to pay attention to these things so that you can troubleshoot these things or podbay, podbay.se, podbase, but with the dot, you know, se, that's another place you can go. Uh, Not knowing what your RSS feed is. Not knowing it, that sucks because some people don't even know what that is. And then I say, what's your RSS feed? And people are like, they send me over to Apple Podcasts. That's not what I'm asking. I'm asking what your RSS feed is. You need to at least know this. Not subscribing to your own show. How many of you, in fact, let's see if you can see that, Jess. How many of you I've never done in that. there 
Um, <laughs> I still don't think I've done it even after we did this presentation. I've never yeah, done you it. You need to subscribe to your own show. In fact, I suggest you subscribe to it in at least two separate places. One of them maybe being Apple Podcasts, the other one being Spotify. Because that's what you have to look at when you release an episode. Not the Apple Podcast directory. Look at how it's coming into your device. It is so important for you to do that. Wait, smile. All right, I'm I done need to with do a screen capture. Ones. Smile. Ready? We both tilted our head the same way. That was weird. But I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Tech, tech, tech. I'm done. I'm done. Oh, you're, you're done. Tired. You're tired. Okay. Uh, hold on. I have to move my thing. Da, 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 da. Guest management. You can do that. Yeah, yeah. I'll do guest management. Okay. The morals here first. Just be considerate. Follow up. Nurture that relationship. There are so many times people just don't do that. And it's a shame because these relationships are relationships that can become really helpful later um so first of all when you are doing an interview show please do not ask standard questions like what ice cream flavor are you that's stuff i think that's good for facebook and for social because this way people have a choice whether or not to answer it but somebody asks me what's your favorite book on the spot and i want to crawl out of my skin and it's not because i don't have a favorite book although i don't it's mostly because the answer to this (laughs) is a very loaded question if i say uh, if I say like shopaholic, that says something about me. And if I say the Bible, that says something about me. And if I says, and if I say Michael Crichton, that says something about me. And if I say Tim Ferriss, that says something about me. And I don't want to be judged based on my book. Just like if you looked at my Spotify playlists, again, nothing to see here. You can't judge me on what I'm doing in my spare time. It's not fair. All right, I'm going to get off my soapbox now. Um, but yeah, don't do that. Ask questions based on research. Um, when the show is, uh, gonna be on video, please tell people they're gonna be on video before they're on video. Make sure they know, say it more than one time. Also, when the show is live, tell them so that they can, you know, share it if they'd like to. Make sure that, well, not make sure that, but I do think it's nice once you've interviewed someone within the hour, even if it's automated, to say thank you for being on the show. Even an automated something from your um, from your scheduler, scheduler is nice. Yeah, I think it's nice. Um, do not send one email as an invite. I think that John Lee Dumas told me that he got Seth Godin by asking eight times. Eight hmm. times. Yep. Yeah, you you have to follow up with people. Give them space to make a choice. But yeah, you do have you have to follow up with me, not because They're I often busy, forget, and they don't care I about your forget. show. You're yeah. supposed to care about your show. No one else is going to care about your show the way you're going to care about your show. So if you care about your show, you have to ask more than once. And actually, conversely, if you are pitching yourself, make sure you're pitching a show that takes guests. For the love of all that is holy, Elsie and I are pitched three times a week at least. We do not do interviews ever. Also, right. Well, well, we do some, but not. But there have to be very specific. Gonna, like it's not because you pitched us. We're going to start doing more inside our membership, but it's still not right. going to be. This person is great for you because they found success by doing their own thing. Like great, you and everyone else. Um, also, make sure the show that you're pitching still has recent episodes look at the most recent episode if it is further than the last six months you have no chance if it's further than the last three months you have very little chance although they could do seasons but six months or older do not pitch that show please look before and see if the shows are um you know still happening 
And uh, and please, please, please send reminders for your guests. They are not just going to remember. They may have even forgotten. So it's good to send a reminder a week out. I mean, the more the better. I don't even care. I mean, people are afraid to send a lot of emails. I'd like to know the week before. I'd like to know the day before. I'd like to know the hour before because you just never know. Um, and I know probably not, not a lot of people prefer those kinds of emails. But I mean, if it's something to remind someone that they should show up for you or give them an, you know, or you're giving them an out. If you want to cancel a week before is a good time to cancel or the hour before, right? Not the second they're supposed to show up. So it's really, you're doing yourself a favor there too. Um, do you want me to blow through the marketing too? Or do you want to do that? You do that. Let's start. Yeah, you can chime in to some of that stuff too if you want. Um, let me just get back to the mistakes about the video thing. I think that it, it should also be opt-in. So if you either tell them and you say, if it's a deal breaker, meaning my show is a video show, would you be okay being on the show that I have the opportunity to say, you know what? No, I don't want to be on video. And if they still want to have a, an interview with you, cool. But if it's their video show and you don't want to do video, it's perfectly fine. Also, again, somebody like me is going to create a sense of loss for your show because I have crappy bandwidth. It's going to go away. My mouth is going to move at a different rate than what I'm actually saying. I'm going to be pixelated. It's going to look awful. So please be mindful about that. Think about Elsie whenever you want to do a video show. It's like you need a bracelet. Can Elsie Escobar do it? If the answer is no, make sure you tell people in advance. I mean, you are, you right. are a special that's, case. That's, that's a great litmus test. Yes. All right. Marketing. Only promoting your latest episode. That's not good enough. At min- that's like a minimum. Your latest episode. Yes. And at least, and I'm going to give a minimum here, Jess, because so that people don't get overwhelmed. Okay. Promote your latest episode, but also promote your show, your whole show. Like, hey, we have a show. It's called She Podcast. Elsie and Jess talk about podcast. Like you need to have that also as part of your marketing, at least the minimum two things to do your latest episode, but also your show and your back catalog. If it's evergreen, if it's evergreen and it's amazing. Um, yeah, only promoting to your existing audience with insider lingo, meaning if you just promote your latest episode, it doesn't mean you go like, Hey, we have our latest episode up. Link. Yeah. You have to imagine that there are people out there that don't know you have a podcast, don't know it's a podcast, don't know what your latest episode means, are going to click through and they're going to go into Apple Podcasts and they're going to be like, what is happening here? You have to, you have to imagine that somebody that is not your current audience is on the receiving end. There are some times when you can definitely say that. As soon as I, uh, you know, I have She Podcast come up or something, I will say something like, the latest She Podcast has just been published for the insiders, but that's not where we stop. There's all kinds of other things. Also, there are places where you can share your latest episode. Don't just put your link down. I can't, this is, I'm sorry, Jess, this is actually a pet peeve. Something that bothers me is when somebody, when I, when we ask like, what's your latest episode, share a link and they literally just share a link. You have to give context because you're forcing people to click through links to see what it's about. Or, and who has conversely, time for that? 
not to click through links, which is most likely not what to they'll click do. Through. Correct. To not to click through. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah. Anyway. And uh, uploading your show and being done, meaning you finish your show, you're finished, and you wash your hands and on to the next thing. Like zero marketing. That's also not good. So, meaning all content and no promotion. Not such a good thing. No. Uh, I think that's it. That's not it for marketing. marketing. Yes. Um, and just Wait, wait. Uh, I have one last one. Okay. Not learning any marketing. Yeah. Meaning that you really don't even care about mark, like the actual thing, like what that is. In the same way that you care about your own branding, in the same care that you, you care about the audio production and how you sound, you also must care about marketing and how that really can affect your show. So that more people can listen. Anyway, okay. Agree, that's it. agree, agree. Okay. So now the biggest part that we have here are best practices. And these are just things that we've seen people do. We just want to mention them. For example, don't get too drunk on your podcast. It's not usually yes, a good idea. I, I know. Um, don't yes. go off topic too long. Another thing that, I mean, we've never gotten too we drunk. We learn that every single episode. Actually, what we learned is half the people like it and half the people don't. Right. We learned that, but we also learned that there's people who like to watch us live and go off on tangent. And yes. then there's people who like our show, which is more edited. So kind of like so going off topic not, right so- now is what we're doing. <laughs> right. Um, do not record anywhere. There's hardwood floors, rooms, fans, heaters, air conditioners, anything noisy. Try not to record on cleaning lady day and lawn day, <laughs> both of which I've done consistently one yeah. time lawn day and recording day was, was at the same time for months and months and months and it used to piss off my editor so much he would be like is that the lawnmower i remember do that. i hear the lawnmower again <laughs> you'd be so yeah. angry but i mean sometimes it just is what it is so yeah try not to do that um okay uh some of these i know are elsie's pet peeves like um um, not muting yourself. She's a big into muting yourself and monitoring I'm your big own into stuff. muting. Yeah, yes, because that way you don't you don't make the other person hear your noises. But you also it's not in the recording most of the time. Most of the time. So when you're coughing, when you're like you know doing something off the side, just mute yourself. When you're writing some your notes to yourself, just mute yourself. It's fine. I have this one that says using verbal cues if you're on the phone and not editing. I don't know what that means, but I think what she means is like, so if I do something silly, she usually says, Jessica is showing us her X, Y, and Z. Oh, I remember what I was. No, 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 no. No? I think this has to do with when I, with the delay, the phone delay. Do you remember that when we were recording and I was on the phone when I, yes, when I called in on the phone vividly and then, oh, but that's verbal cues. Maybe that's not it. We told, I totally forgot. I don't even know All what right, that anyway. means. Anyway, um, interrupting your Stress guests. That. Please let them try and finish. Um, forgetting your sponsors. I could go on a whole tangent about this. When you have a sponsor, don't forget to do the spot. Make sure you have the right call to action or any call to action. Because there have been, when I had an agency, there were clients that did both. They both got the link wrong and forgot to say the link at all. Like, what's the point of having a sponsor if you can't have a link? Um and that we do that all the time, by the way. We don't we forget do that our all sponsors, the time. but we put them on. 
in post. We don't do that all the time. And we, yes, we do do it. Not all the time. But what I'm saying is we put them on in post. Yes, we do put them on in post. Um, and so and not having a call to action yourself. There should be a call to action when you introduce yourself to check out something and when you sign off on the show. Um, also, like if you don't edit, like there were there was times when I did shows that I never edited and I would have interruptions. And sometimes it was cute. Like if your kid interrupts you, sometimes it's not like if the doorbell rings. So and you leave, yeah, for ten minutes. So like, and you leave that in the. Go ahead. No interruptions. Are, no, and you leave it in the. What show. we have written here is interruptions are not always charming, and of course I'm on the wrong thing again here. Okay, um, don't yeah, don't mute. Don't uh, make sure you monitor yourself. I think I think we've hit them all, which leaves us like ten minutes for questions. And I saw a good one before I go to the questions. Make sure you visit our website. Get on the wait list for the Super Squad. We're redoing the Super Squad into a big membership. Um, and it's hopefully launching this week or next. And then make sure you buy She Podcast Live tickets. Those are your calls to action, my friends. Um, I saw a really good question that I want to make sure that I address because it was a bit of a misunderstanding. So Cheryl wrote, I'm the chief cook and bottle washer of my podcast. I do plan on hiring people. But Jess, are you discouraging solo podcasters um, from starting without a team? No. You can totally start a show without a team. You don't need a team. You yep. do need a team if you're doing a seven-day-a-week show or if you're doing right. two shows or three shows. Like, if you're just doing the one show, feel free to do it by yourself. But we've seen a lot of people take on way too much, like a, like a daily show with no help, and it just makes them absolutely insane. So that... It is... Yeah, very, very challenging for sure. That's what we mean. So when we're, and we also, when you're talking about team, it doesn't necessarily mean all of a sudden you have an editor, you have somebody doing your social media, you have somebody doing your show notes. Yeah, no, it means like maybe you start off with outsourcing your editing or outsourcing your show notes. Like it doesn't mean you have all these people. It means you have somebody that can support you in some way. And sometimes it can be your your family members, like your significant other or possibly your older child or parent right. that is wanting to do that something and support you doing that. Getting a little help. Is what yes, a little bit of help. Um, someone has suggested uh, sign a contract if you are going to join a network. Make sure it includes provisions for terminating the relationship. That's a very good idea. Thank you, Sue. Um Let's see. What else? Uh, Karen question. What is the sweet spot of number of episodes a month to grow my following? There is no sweet spot. There is no sweet yeah. spot. I mean, at the minimum, I think if you want consistent growth weekly, it doesn't need to be two times a week. doesn't need to be four times a week. But I do think once a week is usually good. There's no real sweet yeah, spot. And though. also in terms of like growing the show, the consistency, what I've seen in terms of longevity, having now worked with a lot of podcasters, is that once you hit about the 90, like not 90, a, a year and a half, if you've been podcasting consistently for a year and a half, and I know that's a quite a long time, actually, that's when you start to really sense the like the the momentum, momentum yeah. and things are working out a little bit. Your audience feels really solid. I'm not saying you're going to be famous. I'm saying that's when you actually feel like things are clicking. But it needs like putting your head down and going at it for almost a year and a half, a year at minimum to start to sense that consistently over and over and over and over again. Yeah. 
Allison, we miss you too. I can't tell you how much I miss all my podcasting friends. Like this is, I'm so conference, I'm so conference like denied and I miss those conferences so much. Yes. Really just being by myself on a plane is what I miss. Forget the conference. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Okay. What else? Let's see. Um, Just seeing this from Whova. How do I position my podcast from culture based to focusing more on diversity centered topics? Well, that's probably for the last panelist. Yeah, but I... You can answer No, but actually, what you can do is you can actually start to transition it with like, this is how I would do it in terms of content. I would outline maybe a a small series within the show, even a month of a small transition of the content where you're taking them and you include your, your people in the conversation. So your audience, you can say like, I'm... I'm going to be switching my content to this type of content and inviting them to listen to the types of things that you want to really talk about now that are really, mm-hmm. you know, helping, making you happy. And you invite them to participate with those types of things. And then you make the full on sort of transition at the end. But you give them plenty of time to kind of sense that. Yeah. And the- but be super transparent. Not to change the subject back, but there are people that are saying that they did weekly and then they had a change to buy to buy weekly and Monthly? they very and they didn't lose any listeners. So really, there's no sweet spot. Just whatever works for you. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any other questions. If you guys have any questions, put them in the chat because I know they wanted us to try and end by 3.55 and I can't believe we are actually going to be able to do it, I think. This is amazing. We and never. also just to let you all know if you for this is just for Libsyn, who is the global sponsor of this entire thing. Uh, if anybody would like to either move to Libsyn or would like to start a Libsyn account, you can use the code PodFestGlobal. That's all together um, to get a free month plus of hosting. And also go check out Libsyn.com slash Podfest Global. There's a little message just for you who are possibly some newbies and that are maybe just knowing us. Lipson.com slash Podfest Global for a small, a nice little message just for you all. I see something in the Q&A though. Yes. Oh, I did. I see that. So we're go- Number of episodes a month to grow following. That's right. And okay. then yeah, yeah, we when somebody asked regarding switching focus of content, how do seasons fit into that? I mean, you can, I mean, a lot of times people use seasons to change like from one police case to another police case or to focus on different genres. Like if you do have a motherhood podcast, it would go from like, um, you know, being echo friendly to discipline to outings or whatever. I mean, you can use seasons for all kinds of subject switching, I think. Yes, please check out libsyn.com forward slash podcast global. Somebody asked about the super squad if it's going to be on Patreon. No, we are changing it no. to be in house. I've built it and I'm just about ready to yep. test it. So it's amazing. It's a great house. It's going to be really fun to be in there, kind of like this, where we're going to be chatting a lot and doing some. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be like this. It'll be very similar. You're going to get so, so great. So when it comes to seasons in terms of transitions, there uh, just before we finish up here, some people actually use them for actual content the way that I outlined before, meaning like you do a series focusing on how to clean your bathroom. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that's come up. But let's say you do a series of that. But then there's all other people who actually use the season concept to take care of themselves, meaning you as a podcaster decide your season for this year 
is from January to July. And at July, you take the summer off and then you start your season starting off in the fall. So I have, I know that there's podcasters that do that based on their family life and that's, they just call them seasons, but there's really, I mean, there are some maybe thematic things around it, but it's basically for their well-being, if that makes sense. So you can actually create seasons on your lifestyle and just call them seasons so that you can get your life back. Yes. Um, someone um, posted about they're on Anchor, but they're intrigued by Libsyn. Are there pros and cons or is it personal preference? Can I... You know, it really depends on what you want yeah. because it's sort of like, you know how there's um, all, all kinds of different services, no matter what it is. Like, it's like choosing let's a microphone. Cars, re- it's huh? like choosing a it's microphone. It's like a microphone. That's right. There's If there's some times that you are really only going to be, you know, doing stuff on your computer, then you just need a USB microphone. That's what you can do right now. But if at some point you want to expand, you're going to have to get an XLR microphone and there's going to be a little more complexity. So when you're working with Anchor right now, it's fairly simple. You know, you have a, an iPhone app, you can record on there, you can do some basic editing, you can, you know, do that. They do all the things for you. So they make it super simple for you to podcast. But if you really want to expand and add a multi-layer of complexity to the how you want your brand to be, moving to something more complex like Lipson will do it, even though it's still simple. So it's still simple to publish, but there are more things you can do. Like you can schedule your social, not all your social media. You can schedule things to go out in different places at different times. You can add all kinds of directories to it. You have a lovely player that you can have. You have a playlist player that you can have. We have apps that you can up-level to do. There are uh, IAB 2.0 certified stats. So if you want sponsors, you need that kind of um, verified stats to make sure that they know what your, that your stats are appro- not appropriate. How would you say it? That they are... Industry standard, right? Um, Standard stats so that they know uh, that is what it is. So it depends on how you want to grow it and and what the potential for your complexity is in order for you to expand your show to be more owned by you versus something else does all the things for you, if that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. I think it does. Um, Okay. I don't see any other questions, but I do see Allison Melody. Hello. Um, Hi, Elsa Emily. Uh, let's see. Oh, she, spe- she, spoke, she spoke. She back. speaketh. She speaketh. Um, yes. Yes. Thank you guys so much for staying through with us. Thank you for watching our microcon today. Thank you to all our panelists from yes. today. Oh, you must be on next. Is that what's happening? Yes, that's why she's, right. she's on next. So thank you, Callie. Thank you, Tangia. Thank you. Melanie. You can find us at ShePodcast.com because we're also closing out the show. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ShePodcast. And all of our show notes will be at ShePodcast.com. Thank you guys so much. Love you. Madeline. Mean it. Madeline. No. I said your name You're wrong. Madeline. Say, mean I'm sorry. It. Mean it. See, because you, Allison Melody, see this? You made me. I said love get my you. Name and wrong. you're supposed to say mean sorry. it. And you said Madeline. Madeline. Love you. Mean it. Mean it. Sorry. Bye. Okay, bye.